it's a challenge. Gosh, is this? I think this is episode ten. Yes, episode ten. Um, welcome back. I am Agent Meals, and I am Agent Maggie. We are back off of a week hiatus, and let me let you know why in advance. We were on a week hiatus. Why we took a week off? First of all, we did this for mad weeks in a row. So, you know, the, the I feel like the challenge will get a week off every now and then, even though it hasn't. I feel like we deserve a week off every now and then. But let me t- let, let me tell you something, a little, little something just about myself, just in general. I don't like cliffhangers. I don't like them. I, I, I don't like leaving on a note of uncertainty when <laughs> they could clearly just have shown it or provided time for it or something along those lines. Um, but I don't like it. I don't like it. What are your thoughts on cliffhangers? They used to do it a lot on like Final Reckoning and stuff because everyone would leave and fucking come back and go to Redemption and then leave and then come back. What are your thoughts on cliffhangers, Maggie? I don't like cliffhangers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a waste of time. Now the pacing is all wrong and I feel like every episode is going to have a cliffhanger now. It's going to be annoying. I also just, I, um, I don't like surprises. Like, I'm the girl that looks up what's going to happen at the end of, like, a show or something so that I'm not, like, blindsided. And I feel like I can't do that with a cliffhanger, so. No, no. Well, first of all, you you need to enjoy more surprises in your life. You need more surprises. (laughs) You need things that just take you off your feet and just like, wow, what a moment. You need one of those. Don't <laughs> surprises are nice. Surprises are nice. I I can't say I agree. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think surprises are good at all. I've never one been day, pleasantly surprised. Wow, that's sad. I remember one time. I think I was in what was it Thirty Fourth Street? What's the thing that's under Thirty Fourth Penn Station? There we go, in Penn Station. So one of my friends, um, who I went to college with. And I was like, oh, I'm about to say, I'm about to surprise her and say hi. Um, so I like, it's Penn Station. People are like walking, obviously very, this is New York. Everyone walks fast because we got places to be. So I'm if she's walking fast, I'm walking double fast to catch up to her. So I catch up to her and pretty much like, hey, how are you? And then she lets out a yell in Penn Station that I was just like, I'm never, yeah, maybe I won't do this again. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't, uh, maybe I don't surprise people in Penn Station in public places because, and then she was like, oh my God, I just didn't like, you know, I, would, I was just taken aback, shocked a little bit. And I was just like, Nothing fair, about you know that sounds fun. Like, <laughs> no, but it was fun to me. It was fun. It wasn't fun, the reaction, but I didn't think that was going to be the reaction. I thought it was going to be like, hey, but instead it was like, oh, shit. And, it was much louder than that, but sure. Um, so yeah, from there on, I don't know. Cliffhangers in actual stories itself, I don't do well with. I read a lot of manga, um, as you can listen to on the Lookout Podcast. There's an there's a show called The Promised Neverland. Have you seen that show, Magic? No, but I've heard of it. It's on Netflix. Only watch the first season. Do not watch the second season. Second season's not on Netflix, but don't even seek out the second season. I, I promise. Why? You. What's but- wrong with the second? <laughs> <laughs> they they ruined the show. They ruined the entire show. Um, it's it's a great you know it's a great point of contention on the Lookout podcast that I do. Um, that the first season is like one of the great all time first seasons in anime, in my opinion, and second season horribly fucks it up. Uh, but that show has a lot of cliffhangers. I'm not mad at it because I binged the entire thing. The challenge not quite bingeable as of yet. Not quite. 
Um, but last week, we're going to go over both these episodes because I think, and I'm super glad, you know what? I'm even extra glad we didn't talk about it last week because one, I wouldn't have known how to end the episode. Two, every, everything that, I don't say everything that happened in episode 11 leads into episode 12, but you kind of get to see for the first time in terms of us recapping it, us not recapping it as like this episodic, like week by week thing of how the entire storyline kind of flows together because they, I don't want to say they hinted at a lot of things, but there's a lot of build between certain things. So I want to talk about last week a little bit. Um, Let me see what's going on. I have to try to actually have to remember. I did not take notes for last week, but okay. So boom. And of course you're going to hear all this shit in the background. Let's talk about the mission from last week. Do you remember the mission from last week at all? Maggie? No. Yes. I don't recall the name of it, but I remember they were hanging up on like rope (laughs) and they had to fall into a drop zone and then swim to a platform and hit the buzzer. Look at you. Okay. So (laughs) the mission airlift. Mission airlift was the thing last week. Helicopters, everything. That's what Maggie said. Let's talk about difficulty for this. How difficult do you think this was? How difficult would it be for you? Have you taken pole dancing classes? I have not taken pole dancing classes, but I will one day eventually. But um, again, I don't really have upper body strength. I also don't feel like it would be that hard to like hold on to some <laughs> rope. So really, the the well, main ask Anissa thing that would question. be like swimming. <laughs> Anissa, I have no words for Anissa. Um, she just got a lot of she got a she got a lot of lower body strength. Is what I'll say. Yeah, she got a lot of maybe lower body a, strength. Maybe that's maybe that's her thing. Um, but yeah, it didn't look hard. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because Big T made it look like it was fun. She like hung on and she's she like, "We." That's what it kind of looked like. Um, where CT was like, rum, rum, rum. Um, but it was called the Challenge Mission Airlift. Very funny mission for a few reasons. Let's talk about Josh and Nani. Oh, oh Josh God. and Nani. <laughs> you bring him back oh, old stuff. Yes, I am. God. Josh and Nani are prepared to go. Josh, First of all, great you swimmer your on the rope. Okay, cool. You missed your rope. <laughs> Amazing. Why would you try and go for Nani's rope then? <laughs> like, this is what I didn't I didn't understand his logic. So just both of y'all was just gonna be on one rope? Like what was Nani just not gonna get? I just I don't like Josh, man. Like Listen, he, he had a plan. He he had a plan. He tried. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt because it was a dumb plan. And at the end of the day, he pushes his partner off the rope, essentially. Um, because she goes falling. None of them gets the rope. Devin's laughing hilariously. Mind you, Devin also misses the rope when he goes, which is fair. I mean, it's a lot of things. Like, to be honest, this whole Devin and Josh thing, it ends up building up to something. This is why I'm so glad we didn't do the episode last week, because it ends up building to something that eventually has somewhat of a payoff, I guess. Um, Corey is a rogue agent during this, so he's just kind of yelling. He's like, oh my god, I wish I could do this, but I don't have a partner for, like, the sixth time. Like, oh my god. Um, Anyway, we get the magical moment in in this challenge magical i would say this was probably one of the top five moments of the entire season thus far even though it'll be completely erased in about 20 minutes when we talk about it um 
the CT and, and, and Big T round during this. And CT jumping on the rope. Well, both of them jumping on the rope and Big T exceeding expectations amazingly to the point where CT is giving her so much praise. Like he can't believe that she is able to do any of the things that she just did. How did you feel about that moment? In the moment. Don't talk about now. Talk about it in the moment. Because <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. Talk about it in the moment. <laughs> talk about it last week. <laughs> uh, last week. Big T. I'm so proud of you, girl. Oh, my she said, Lord. That was quite I didn't marvelous. know you were on swim team. Who knew she was on the fucking swim team? Nobody That's knew. That's got to be some UK shit because it's UK <laughs> black people shit. in the States. Like, what? Big T, you fucking ate that. Oh, my Lord. I was so proud of you. So happy. You dominated. That was all you. That was your challenge. You got that W. You won that. It was quite marvelous, is what she said. Um, she took pole dancing classes. She was on a swim team. She swam faster than CT. She reached there before CT. CT's just overall celebration brought this like entire feeling of euphoria. It's like, oh my God, I didn't even know you had it. It was the ultimate underdog story. You Notice how I use the word was. It was the ultimate underdog story of like wow this is what we've been building to this is kind of like moments that we're building to where people challengers who are greatly underestimated a lot of the times just manage to pull out a thing and it's like you can't underestimate everybody all the time tori you know um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she's been doing the damn thing and you know what it was well deserved um so Big T wins. Big T and CT win. They win this. They crush it. Lolo is pissed. <laughs> Lolo is Lolo. Lolo. Lolo has not won one as of yet. She's an Olympian. She's an Olympian. I don't. I don't know. What do you think has brought up more that Lolo is an Olympian or that Corey has kids? <laughs> Corey has kids most definitely. Corey been talking about his kids. <laughs> For like three seasons now. I'm tired of hearing about them. I don't care that you have kids, Corey. I don't care that you're doing it for your kids, Corey. I don't want to hear it. I'm so sorry. So many people have kids on this earth. You are not special. He has adorable kids, though. They're very adorable. Yes, they're beautiful. They're so cute. So cute. I I follow um, Cheyenne on Instagram, and I'm just like, wow. Just every moment is a new precious moment with these kids. Um, Is she still pregnant? She's pregnant, yeah. She's newly, yeah. She got she, she second pregnancy with um with a homeboy. I forgot his name. Um, light skinned dude. But yeah, Team Mom too. That was also a thing they had on Team Mom OG. I didn't watch the show, but I watch whatever MTV puts on Instagram or Twitter or something. Wow, what a moment! Pregnancy, beautiful experience. Can't relate. Um, <laughs> Heavy on the can't relate. <laughs> So they get their goal skull and CT is back in the house and he's like, do you remember what he says when he comes back in the house? Let me see if you remember stuff from last week. Do I remember what he's he talking said to, when he comes back in the house? He's talking to Leroy, Cam, and Kyle. And what did he say? Give me the goof. <laughs> <laughs> 
He says, give me the goof. Give me the goof. Give me the goof. No, just give me a, give me a goof. And super, like, old. It, he's never felt older to me on a season ever in my life. I swear to God. And maybe it's the Big T thing. But he's just never felt older. He's never felt like an old Boston man. Ever in my life. <laughs> um, he's like, give me the goof. Give me the goof. Mind you, these are all Josh's friends, I guess. These are people he's in alliance with. Leroy's friends. Leroy's on a team with, um, what's her face? Casey. So she's not going to do it. Cam and Kyle working with Leroy, working with the Big Brother Alliance. I don't think, and they like Josh in general. So they're not going to do it. But he wants to goof. He wants to goof. Um, okay, we can skip Club COVID. I'm only skipping Club COVID. You know, they had that great walkthrough segment with the sunglasses and the leather things and stuff like that. But now it's all to not. <laughs> it's so all to not at this point. Um, let's see. Let's go this. So boom, boom, boom. Josh is aligned with Big Brother. We get to deliberation. Uh, it's pretty much between Devin and Gabby versus Josh and Nani in terms of who's going in. And mm-hmm. Devin brings up a bunch of good points to put in Josh and Nani. And he says, listen, you're going to win a final if I'm there. So you might as well keep me around. Josh, I don't know. He's bigger. You know, he's, he's like, he's just like, yo, I'm a layup. Keep me around. Fair. Um, Very fair. But, unfor- but for- unfortunately for Devin, he's also a number, which is why that doesn't hold up as well. Because we're at the point in the game where every number matters. Everyone. Um, So you can't really put in that argument anymore that he, I'm a layup. It's like, well... We got a couple rookies here. It's like, I think I can do all right by myself, to be honest with you. And Josh is also there. Josh is kind of a layup. He's just very large. Um, <laughs> so they do, we do a, um, they do the secret vote. Obviously, everyone does a secret vote. Um, Cam and Leroy burn on Lolo and Nam. What a very smart burn. Very smart burn. Oh, man. Very smart bird. I was actually quite impressed. I love Cam. I also really like Leroy. Oh, man. I did not think I would enjoy Leroy as much as I do. Because I, I remember in previous seasons, I was not the biggest fan. Not so much I wasn't the biggest fan. I was very indifferent towards Leroy. But seeing him mm. compete in this season, I really, I'm really enjoying it. And seeing how he and Cam work together. But, yes, those burn votes, very, very smart. Because it essentially put all the heat on Darrell. On Darrell. Darrell, who has been trying to play low this entire season thus far. Just very, he's like, yo, I'm not even trying to like be the deciding factor. I'm trying to ride the wave, or et cetera, et cetera. Um, hey, not yeah. this time. He, <laughs> yeah, he has to make the vote, and he votes for Devin and Gabby, and Devin and Gabby are the compromise agents. And CT and Big T are looking down at the barrel at their own alliance members and realizing that they're either going to probably have to go against them if they want a skull or they're going to have to put someone else in so that Devin can come back or something along those lines, or they blow up a skull. I don't know. Um, So let's see. Oh, let's get to the the end of this episode. So Lolo, Lolo quits (laughs) as shown on television. What were your general <laughs> thoughts, Maggie, when you saw 
the Lolo quitting the game. What, what were uh, your thoughts? My thoughts? Thank God. Finally. My, I was waiting for her to be eliminated, but I mean, this is even better. She just upped and left. It's about time. I was sick and tired of her crying. I was sick and tired of trying to turn it into The Bachelor. Nam does not want you. Leave that man alone. Also, you can't swim. That's why you lost the challenge. I don't know what you thought you were doing. You lost your shoe, and that caused a lot of drag. You think you lost the challenge because you lost your shoe? Get out of my face. (laughs) I love it. Lolo quits this game. She essentially, um, she's saying that she tried everything and that she knows she's going to be blocked out. I disagree highly. I feel like, how can you say that you know you're going to be blocked out when the game isn't over yet? I feel like there's a there's a definite point in this game where there's still plenty of game to play. And she, I guess she didn't want to reach the end. She's like, oh, I'm an Olympian. I kind of want to train for Olympics. I was like, then you shouldn't have came. Because if, if that was more of a priority to, the, to you, you shouldn't have came to the challenge at all, period. Um, exactly. You wasted so many weeks already. Like you weren't, you were not focused on training. I guess nobody cares that you're an Olympian. What, where do you, what do you even compete in? The track and field, the bobsledding. Like, come on. She did bobsledding. She won. Olympian. She actually won the gold. She actually won the gold medal in bobsledding. So I guess it all paid off. Congratulations. <laughs> I guess I haven't seen no bobsledding yet on the challenge. So irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Um, have you seen Lolo Jones' comments on Twitter regarding her exit from the challenge? I've seen a few. Basically, she's insinuating that she didn't leave on her own accord. Production made her leave because she was she was bad vibes. I agree. Mm-hmm. You are bad vibes. <laughs> you needed to go. She says on her Twitter. Some of these tweets have been deleted as of now because I'm pretty sure producers are like, yo, cut that shit out or we're not mailing you the rest of your check. Um, it says MTV The Challenge forced me to quit and that is facts. I never quit anything in my life. Heck, I'm one of the oldest Olympians because I don't quit. I was pulled aside before the show and told to make it look like I needed to leave. I 100% believe that part only because it's a television show. Like you can't just dip. Like you need to, she's like, no, we need a reason to tie it all together for storyline. I understand that it's a TV show at the end of the day. Um, she goes on to say, there are so many secrets that are not known to viewers. Hope that people remember the challenge is not a real competition. It's a TV show. They do not show the full picture but what is entertaining? So before you write hate messages, know you are the judge and jury without full evidence. That's the second tweet. Yeah, yeah. The the, the show is not a real competition. It's a reality show. <laughs> like, yeah. It is. I've been saying this. They're not giving me enough reality on my show, to be honest. I'm getting a lot of I competition, can... but it's fine. Right. There are people who try to call the show a sport. And I get the sentiment of it because it's very extreme and very intense. And you may need to train like an athlete to actually be on the show unless you're Lolo Jones, which training like an athlete means nothing. Um, However, it is not a show where the best person wins. It is a show where there are 
so many other factors that go into winning the show that I don't think it could be legally considered a sport just at all. Um, here's our last tweet. The good news is, had I not left, I would not have made the USA bobsled team. I would have missed the team cut off by two days. If I had not made the team, I would not be a world champion. So in the end, God directs all our paths. God know how I fought hard with producers to stay after meetings. Uh, Sorry. God knows how I fought to stay after meetings with producers. So, I mean, that's the final... This is our final shot at uh, Lolo. I don't think she'll ever be back, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, I hope she isn't. I never want to see her again. Yeah, it just wasn't. Um, Nam, who I'm like, yo, I'm pretty sure Nam was excited. You think so? When you was just like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think he was like, finally. Thank God. Everyone, now I can get yeah, a new Everyone partner. else was celebrating. Everyone else was celebrating in the house mm-hmm. because a lot of girls felt like this was someone that they weren't completely sure of how they're going to get out yet. And I knew you kind of knew the rules eventually would play in her favor, kind of like how the rules play in the favor for actually this episode that we're about to talk about for a certain competitor. Yeah. I don't usually call like favorites, but it seemed very, you know, maybe everything fell into yeah. line. I could be wrong, but huh. you know, seemed favorable for somebody. For the second time. Seemed very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Produced. But okay. <laughs> um, yeah, get Lolo out this game. Get her out. We don't, we don't want her. We don't want her. Um, we walk to the crater. It is a setup for the elimination, the Peter Pan elimination that Cam and Ashley did, where they have to like fly around, grab shapes. And I think maybe it was just grab rings at that point. It might have just been grab rings. I forgot what was the other part of it, if there was one. But it's a little bit no, different it was now. Just, They've added it was just grab rings and put it on your belt. Oh, right, 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 right. So it. it really was just grab this rings. This one <laughs> seems a little bit different. Uh, but then TJ reveals a security breach. Here's the thing with the security breach. When I saw that, I was like, no way. Unless they have someone coming back, which to me would be a disservice to the game, considering how far we are in the game, this security breach has no chance of living up to whatever hype that it could be. That's what that was personally my thoughts. That was a lot of thoughts of mine, especially when I didn't want to do the episode last week. I was like, no, there's no way this lives up to anything. This is bullshit. <laughs> I was excited that there was a security breach. That's what I wanted. I thought it was going to be mercenaries, to be honest, but. Yeah, I wanted a security breach. I needed something exciting. Like, it was too... I don't know. Everything's been too boring lately. Is this supposed to be double agents? Is this supposed to be Absolutely. a season about backstabbing and twists and turns? I haven't seen a single twist or turn yet. So it was it was nice. It was a welcome change. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a short break. Then we're going to come back. To talk about episode 12, the, the much farther, much more chaotic, way chaotic episode, episode 12. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Today's episode of It's a Challenge podcast is sponsored by McDonald's. Um, 
they just released the new spicy chicken sandwich. If you go on the app, you can get one for free. By app, I mean DoorDash. You can get one for free on orders of $15 or more. Get yours today. Um, I forgot their slogan. I wish I remembered it. It would have been a nice way to end a sponsor. Matchy, have you tried the sandwich? No. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. It is the worst chicken sandwich I've ever tasted. It is, it does not even crack the top five, not even top 10 of chicken sandwiches I've ever devoured in my life. It is somehow, it is somehow worse than the McChicken, which is literally, the McChicken is like 70% mayonnaise. (laughs) Oh my God. First of all, I like the McChicken, okay? McChicken is great. Don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not a bad. Mad mayonnaise. It's literally like it's not even like a full patty. It's just mad mayonnaise. Mad mayonnaise. A patty of chicken. I don't know. And mad bread and like misplaced lettuce. I can't even lie to you. Sometimes I order extra mayonnaise. (laughs) Maggie, no. (laughs) (laughs) They charge me extra for it too. I had to cut it out. They don't even put mayonnaise on the chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich that we're promoting. Oh, really? A, no, and unless unless they were supposed to be and they forgot. But either way, here's what was wrong with the chicken sandwich. It's a little side. No flavor at all. There's none. Nothing. The absence of flavor just completely. Just no seasoning. No, nothing. Just a large chicken thing. And now I'm even looking at McDonald's. I'm like, does McDonald's even have the, the, uh, what do they have the, the means to like produce a really good sandwich with like all this other stuff? (laughs) While I was eating, I was like, do they even have like the technology to like create a sandwich? Or they just like slapping big bigger patty. I was just I was there's a lot of things that went into it. But anyway, try it out if you want. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and we're back for the second part of this major double episode breakdown of the challenge 36 double agents of course it's a challenge and you just heard from our delicious sponsor or may may not have been delicious who knows um (laughs) with that said the cliffhanger they i was i went into it with the lowest of all things but then i was pleasantly surprised of how much this would actually fuck up the game i have a lot of opinions let's let's talk about it let's talk about it all so boom so we get to the thing it says, oh, there's a security breach. My my issue with them calling a security breach is you can't have two different things and call them a security breach. One does not equate the other. Let's just say we're this is a, I don't know, double jeopardy. Something weird. Something, you know. <laughs> double jeopardy. You can't call it a security breach. No one's breaching. Every, if anything, anyone's, someone's leaving. You right. Know what I'm Exactly. That's why I thought it was mercenaries. Cause I'm like, oh, a security breach. Someone's coming. They need to work on their terminology. Yeah, yeah. The security breach is that it's a double elimination this week. 
So the compromise agents are revealed. It is obviously Devin and Gabby, initial ones. And then they reveal that the second, the, the agents with the second most votes are also compromised at this point, And it's Josh and Nani. So the goof is officially in the elimination round. And CT can pick the goof if he wants to. He has any pick of who the opponents will be for both of them. I did not like that from that aspect. It felt it felt like a situation where they gave him. They gave, they literally handed it to him. You should never have this much power as a double agent. It doesn't make any sense. It was just so suspicious the way this it all was. went about. Like it was, it was too, it was too perfect. He asked for the goof. He got the goof. Not even. He asked for the goof. He didn't get the goof. And they were like, nah, you're getting the goof. Like, I feel like this could have been a situation where maybe they were like, okay, we have two rogue agents. And that's why I'm assuming of why they did it. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I don't give them all the benefit of the doubt. Um, but there are two rogue agents. So there are two men that need to be filled up with women partners. Great. Honestly, great. Um, I felt like you could have done that maybe the next challenge. <laughs> maybe it's a double challenge for men and women. So men and women go in and then you kind of solve that issue. You know what I'm saying? But you announce it beforehand. It's like, oh, we have a rogue agent. We have we have a male and a female rogue agent. What could that mean? And that could mean a double elimination, which means the men and the women are going in the same week. Um, who will come out the victor? Who knows? Which will, which woman will it be? We don't know. Which man will it be? We don't know. I mean, there's a whole lot of things. But they went the let's save CT for the second time route, which I didn't really like. CT says, Devin, pick whoever you want. And he picks the row. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> I get it. But I was like, like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> the row is not who I would have picked. I just don't. Like, did you? Who would I have picked? Me if you were Devin, who would you pick? <laughs> if I were Devin, I would have picked Josh. <laughs> what? But no, Josh was also down, so Josh couldn't have been picked. Oh, right. So they couldn't even go against each other. Oh, no. yeah, Devin really had no other options. But I also don't think I would have picked Darrell. Like, <laughs> maybe Fessy, yeah. if anything. I feel like Fessy would have been able to do this cha- this uh, elimination. I mean, he, I think he was, like, looking down at the barrel for But I think Fessy would have probably killed this. I mean, he's really kind of, like, all around really good. And he was just waiting for the opportunity for someone to call him out again. Um and that also would have gave Fessy the opportunity to choose a different partner, which I think everyone would have hated. But <laughs> let's get some skulls. So the elimination, we're done waiting. This is kicks off the episode. It is called Dead Ringer. It is up a notch. They have poles. They also have puzzle pieces at the end of the poles. At the end of it, they put a tangram together. How much do you love tangrams? Do you play tangrams? Have you ever played tangrams? Do you think you'd be good at them? How do you feel? I have played tangrams. Um... They're not my favorite puzzle in the world, but yeah, I'm pretty solid with a tangram, to be honest. <laughs> Listen, little puzzles, little shapes, little awkward things. You do them enough, you get used to kind of any combination that you can see in front of you. But the yep. first round is Darrell versus Devin. It ends with Devin, who is the self-proclaimed puzzle master himself, getting ousted by Darrell because... It was a situation. I think it was a pressure situation. You put me down there. I can do tangrams. I don't know if I could beat someone doing a tangram. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I could. Mm. 
but I feel like the pressure of just like now sliding pieces into slots and trying to figure out where they work and why they don't work and et cetera, et cetera, will probably get to me as well. Um, so I don't blame Devin. He played a decent game. He was here long enough. He trolled a bunch of people. He gave Josh a lot of camera time, and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> like, I, I just don't. Uh, he was a troll for most of the season. I wish he he would have, like, been more strategic in things. It's kind of like he just wanted to blow the house up. Like, I just, I don't know. I like chaos and all, but I like chaos that has a little bit of a purpose to it. He he was just chaos, like, for no reason. So, overall, I will give Devin, I'll give him a six because he brought drama even though it was with Josh and um, he ended, he did end up getting a skull, even though it was pretty much handed to him. So I, I can't really fault him for that. Like he gets a six, if that, maybe a five really. <laughs> um, CT versus Josh. CT does not waste any time. He is floating. He is spinning. He's got momentum. He's running. He got his baby steps going on and he's jumping. He grabs all of his shapes. They even do a thing where they pluck out his little face as he's doing illumination. He's like, pro tip, drop all your pieces in the same place so you don't have to run around and try to find all your pieces. I was like, wow. It's almost as if he has done this before. CT has done legit. I I kid you not. This is not an exaggeration. CT has been doing tangrams for 15 years on the show. I kid you not. It is legitimately one of the first tangrams ever in the challenge history. One of the first. He won it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Which was back in 2006 on the duel. Um, he beat an actually very capable Evan on the show. And he's been doing them ever since. He's been doing them. He's like, yo, I do them with my son. He's been doing them over the number of years. He knows it's a puzzle type in the show. That and apparently like division or subtraction or carrying zeros or something along those lines. Very popular puzzle in the show. Josh doesn't stand a chance. Josh is eliminated from the show. How do you feel about Josh no longer now being in the show? Thank you, God. Maybe now. Now other people can get camera time. I don't have to hear him cry anymore. Thank you. This is all I wanted. Josh, still very happy that you got your first elimination win. Can't take that away from you. I just don't personally like to see you on my TV. That's all it is. No hard feelings. Oh, my God. Okay, so boom. We have the winners. We have the losers. The lunars get sh shuffled off. Josh and Devin, ironically enough, both have to exit at the same time, take the same plane back, stay in the same <laughs> hotel, do all the other things. Like, um, the jokes just write themselves at this point. Listen, from the beginning of the episode, both falling off the stupid rope or both losing their rope to both be, being eliminated. It was a hell of a ride for them. Um, I don't know if there would be much more drama in this house. But boy, this next moment brings really a lot of drama. Um, so we have the winners. The winners are CT and Darrell. CT, because he was the the winner of this entire thing. I guess because he was the, what was it? Rogue Age? No, nah, not the Rogue Age. Fuck. I'm, terminology. I, I can't fucking keep up with this shit. Because he was the winner of the Double Daily eight. Challenge. There we go. He has the first pick. And without even compromising, without even a second, 
he switches into a raging maniac. <laughs> he says, verbatim, Cam, give me Cam. I've been waiting all season for Cam. I fucked up in the very beginning. Fuck you, Kyle. She's mine. Get down here. I don't give a fuck. I got my skull. We're going to the finals, baby. Right in front of Big T's face. This is the same. They both won together. So they've proven they can win a show. They can win a challenge. Um, CT, just an episode ago, promised he would not turn his back on Big T. However, we are here. Big T, jaw dropped to the floor, completely embarrassed. Kyle, I'm sure embarrassed as well. Because CT was one of his partners. CT was someone who was in his alliance. CT was probably one of his better friends in the house. And he stole the one partner that he wanted, that he had, that knew was good for him. It was so... It was just... I felt so bad for Big T. It was embarrassing. Like, you completely humiliated her. And for what? Like, that that was just so unnecessary. Like, there's, okay, you wanted to switch your partner. That's cool. That is fine. I'm sure everyone saw that coming. But the way you, you went about that, like, oh, my God. Like, that was just, that was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was just, it was completely unnecessary. All you had to do was say, I'd like to switch partners. And, and I choose, I choose Cam. Like, that's it. That's it. And you made a whole fool of yourself and of my girl Tula. No, you're on my shit list, CT. And I used to love you. But now you're on my shit list. I don't appreciate that. That was so rude. There was no need to do all of that. I've said from the I've said from the beginning of the season that I truly believe that CT was using Big T in this situation. And and I'll tell you why. You did. You it. called it. The first challenge in the game, CT came face to face with his mortality for a very hot second. One, he realized he had no numbers in the game and that Cam, the person that he denied, was running the show. Two, he almost went in against another major champion and could have lost early in the show for a second time. He realized very quickly that having a champion as a partner so early in the game, having Ashley as a partner, someone they both have won multiple seasons, both I believe have two victories each, that it would be a very, very hard road. So he chose Big T to kind of as a smokescreen. He chose Big T to disarm a lot of the, he's a champion, he's really, really good at this, he has a chance to win. And they didn't win a lot of challenges, to be honest with you. But that was okay. Because quite honestly, there's no incentive. <laughs> the only incentive is to win. If you don't win, eh, it's not the end of the world. If you have people who care about you and people who um, who recognize you in a little bit, you get a little bit of a leeway. And he got a lot of leeway, to be honest with you. Because people didn't want to throw him in because if he got a skull, he'd be someone very hard to take a skull away from. Um, and they didn't want to risk that. So I truly believe that they would have locked him out of this entire thing or should have locked him out rather. But Big T was the reason why they won that challenge. And CT, as everyone has said, and everyone all passed the fact, was talking about it like CT was always going to pick a new partner. He always was because he didn't feel that 
as good as Big T was, you didn't feel like Big T had enough to win. And we're going to get to that that fireplace conversation a little bit. But I truly believe that Big T was definitely used by CT in this game completely all the way through. And as good as moments that they had for television, the end goal was always this. Absolutely. Um, everyone's a little bit awkward. Everyone's a little bit taken back, to be honest with you, because it's a lot. Like you did a lot to someone who probably didn't deserve it. And um, Big T, she's like, yo, I'm going to vote him in every time now. And I was like, here it comes. I love it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. So uh, let's talk with the same people a little bit. So Darrell sticks with Amber B because he's like, no, I like my partner. (laughs) How can you change your partner after that shit show? Like, oh, man. Yeah. He's like, I have a skull. She has a skull. We both have skulls. Um, Kyle, who's had his partner taken away and had his heart completely pull out the chest, RIP the killers, um, decides that he's going back home to Nani. Uh, so the initial team that they were in the beginning has now been reunited. See, Corey was the first rogue agent of the night, so he picks Gabby as his partner, and Nam is now left with Big T, and the game is completely different. You now legitimately have one, two, three, four, five different teams in the house. This was a big, this was probably the first episode where I felt like that little post thing twist actually mattered. (laughs) CT, I'm so disgusted. I'm so hurt. <laughs> I am uh, hurt. Let's, let's talk about the conversation. I'm going to skip through the Nani crying. Um, we're going to get to Nam and his aching back a little bit. Um, they go to a, what is this called? A fucking, what is this called? Hot spring. How did you feel about the hot, hot spring? spring? How did you feel about the hot spring? I liked the hot spring. I did. I liked it. Um, I'm happy that they went somewhere that wasn't the stupid dome in the backyard. So that's <laughs> nice. Like, please send them more places. Like, Had, if they have to be socially distant, then that's fine. <laughs> right? Oh they were God. probably cleaning it out. It was like, a, it's been a couple weeks. It's got the dome got a little smell to it. Let's uh, let's see if we can grab somebody to to clean that out. Um. So they look like they were having a good time. CT sends um, CT sends Big T some champagne. Big T is like, this is a start, but you're going to pretty much have to do a lot more to be able to thing. And we now get to the campfire scene where CT It's not like he paid for the champagne. <laughs> he oh sent for God. free champagne. Champagne that was already complimentary. Get out of my face, CT. Damn. Well, at least you got it. Um, <laughs> outside, CT makes the campfire. He sets the blankets. He has the s'mores ingredients because I don't even think they actually got to the point where they made s'mores on this ship. Um, and he says, "Big T, hit me with everything you got." And she completely is like, "No one wants to be treated like that." And she knows what her place is in the game, and she knows that she's not the strongest competitor, but she at least want some sort of respect from a partner that she believed that she put a whole lot into. She put a lot into this partnership and she felt like completely she was used and everything that she put in all her heart, all her soul. She, she didn't say like, 
CT says, I stabbed you in the heart. And she's like, no, you stabbed me in the soul. Like, you don't get it. Like, it's a little bit different. And yeah, she feels humiliated. And CT is just like, Tula. You know, he's trying to level with her in a sense. He's like, Tula, um, I didn't. I came here to show you that you had this in you all along. All the scary things, all the things. Uh, I, imp- I helped empower you, but at the end of the day, you did this all, you know all these moments where you're deathly afraid and you're just like, no, I depended on you. It's like, at the end of the day, you did that. And then he drops the fucking bomb, which was completely unnecessary. He says, but at the end of the day, you don't have what it takes to win a final. This camp, this campfire discussion was a load of bullshit. That a load of bullshit shit it's almost it it was clearly for him to salvage his image he had no intentions of actually apologizing because he's apologizing he's not even apologizing for the correct thing like Vic T said numerous times it is not about you picking Cam that is not the issue or everyone I feel like this is why I don't like this whole your weak conversation in the challenge. People know where they stand in this house. They they experience these dailies. They go through it. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. And so and I'm pretty sure people know if they have more weaknesses than strengths in this house. I'm sh- like you don't have to remind people of that. Like they they live it. They experience it. So for for him to just be like Oh, you will. You're not ready for a fight. Well, what was the point of that? Are you here to apologize or not? Because right now you're not apologizing. Like the issue is your delivery. It's your tone. It's how you went about it. It's a perfect example of it's not what you said. It's how you said it. Like I'm just so, I'm so disgusted. I'm so annoyed. I'm hurt, and I am upset. I'm very much so upset for Big T. I'm upset for her because I, none of it was right. None of it was right. I think in this sort of situation, I think with CT, how can I say this? I think the 100%, he should not, I mean, he doesn't have to apologize for picking Cam, but absolutely for the way that he acted. And I think just the overall intent of this conversation came from a place of 100%, like he said, to salvage his image. He at this point realized that he had garnered a lot of attention in the house for doing the, making the big grand thing that he made out of this entire situation where he helped for so long and people adored them. People adore Big T just in general. And that's why he used her. The reason why people adore Big T is because she's amazing and just amazing person. He 100% knew that and he took advantage of that. And now when he decided to get out of it and realize why there's so many things, I mean, even in the kitchen, like he's getting, he's in arguments with Kyle and he's telling Kyle that, listen, you lie all the time. You're the biggest liar in the house. So this is just me doing it back to you. And I was like, that's so defensive because at the end of the day, it's like, you knew that Kyle was a liar, but you still aligned yourself with him. So the fact that you turned on him yep. for no reason <laughs> makes you the bigger asshole out of anyone here. 
because he didn't do it to you. And I don't think he would have done it to you. Maybe it feels towards the end. Maybe it feels exactly towards the end. But I think Kyle was in a place where he absolutely um, adored his partner. But CT was a lot of defensive to try to make himself not feel like completely the bad guy in this situation. And I think Big T saw that. And then Big T was also like, yo, also, I'm an adult. So let's get this right. Like, you're not going to talk to me like I'm some kid. You're also not going to gaslight me in this sort of situation by saying, um, what am I supposed to tell my kid when I don't come home with a million dollars? Oh, like the other mil- times you haven't come home with a million dollars? Like, what does your kid have to do with that? Right. <laughs> exactly. You get a check for showing up. Like, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Come on, you're not the only one with kids on the show, first of all. As we all know, Corey also has them. So, like, what what did that have to do with anything? Don't gaslight or try to manipulate my girl into feeling bad about feeling bad. Like, come on. Big T calls him a piece of shit and says, I don't need to be here for this Coach Carter ass speech, to which I applauded. Because Coach Carter, (laughs) what a time. Yeah, and she just... She's had it. She's absolutely had it. And I don't blame her at all. And she now she has to look forward to teaming with Nam at this point. Um, there's a lot of different just general feelings in the house. But we get to the next challenge. And it is in, first of all, it's at night. The night thing set me off because I knew if it was any daily challenge at night, for the most part, it's going to be all night. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. <laughs> the mission is called Survive the Night. Each team will be locked together in a cell all night long, completing tasks and enduring torturous conditions. And the first team to break free wins. And he says, your night of hell begins right now. And all the horrible music and all the horrible sounds come to play. And that is where we end the episode. So we're going to kick off next episode with the challenge. And I'm assuming we're going to get back to the normal format of challenge elimination. But how did you feel about this episode, Maggie? It was one that was a little bit different than we're normally used to because of the format of the show, but it lent to a lot more drama actually in the house. How did you feel about the entire thing? It gave me the reality TV that I've been asking for. So for that, I appreciate it. This one, it was really focused on the the drama, the TV side of the TV show, you know? It was nice. I did miss the daily, um, or rather, I guess now it's the nightly, whatever. Um, so I missed that part, but overall, I liked seeing, I liked that it was uh, more so drama heavy. Like, it was focused on them as, like, regular-ass people instead of, like, them competing, if that makes sense. No, you're completely right. I think this episode did a lot for, even if there are, like, characters on a show, it did a lot for the development of a lot of these characters, because I think Big T is going to come out really Hopefully she comes out a winner in all of this. And I think CT is more, we learned a lot more about CT than we let to imagine. You kind of learned that he was a a wolf in sheep's clothing for this entire sort of season. So you kind of get to see that, which you may not have seen in full form if we had that format where it's like 40 minutes of a challenge and then 20 minutes of elimination. You get to, I think because the house is whittled down so much, you're going to get a lot more of these characters. You're going to get a lot more of these people. You're going to get a lot more decisions. Hopefully we get a lot more hot springs because I don't want to see the dome anymore. Um, And, oh, wait, how did I forget this? Nam. Oh, God, Nam. Sorry, Nam. (laughs) Sorry, Nam. Um, Nam has had terrible backaches the entire thing. It is 
I feel for him. I don't know what it is. I literally like specifically after a challenge. I remember which challenge it was, but it was fairly recent. It was fairly in recent episodes. He ended up spraining. He said the one where he, he, yeah, the one where he had to dig underground with and look at all the things. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, I don't know the actual diagnosis. He's been having lower back pain, and like lower back pain is not fun. No, because you have to walk and you have to bend down, and there's so much things that you take for granted with various muscles in your body that if that's affected so much, and this mm-hmm. isn't some easy shit. People are fucking dropping off planes. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did he drop off that entire thing and swim? Exactly. Um, exactly. So not- I think that honestly, if he had just went and saw a medic or went to the hospital, like when it happened. He probably would not have been medically DQ'd. I think because he got injured, and then on top of that, he kept putting more strain on that injury. It got worse. It it reached a point that it did not need to reach, in my opinion. Because honestly, I feel like in the beginning it was probably just a strain. They could have gave him some cyclobenzaprine, and he would probably would have been good. But now, now he probably has like a herniated disc or something. Oof. It's tough. I mean, now he says he's fine. Like, if you in the current day, he's like, oh, I'm good. Like, he, no, I don't want to speak like him because I, I, I don't do a good German accent. But, um, now I'm medically DQ'd, which means Big T is a rogue agent once more. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I wonder if she has to stay there all night, too. <laughs> That's a good question. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Because she can't even probably, participate. She probably in bed. Yeah, but, <laughs> but everyone, I feel like everyone there, um, usually the rogue agents have to sit and watch the challenge either way. So I'm not sure if she just has to stay there on that. Give her a chair or something. A cot. A right. Bed, a bed, something. some food, something. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Nonetheless. This has been this jumbo-packed episode of It's a Challenge. Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, you can always subscribe to It's a Challenge at the It's a Challenge pod on Instagram. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, at RNC Radio Watch Channel, um, where you can get all our episodes for the entire season. We don't have many more. We we have, I think, I want to say, I legitimately want to say, like, five more episodes of the season. I feel like it. I feel oh, it in this my is bones. not including the reunion? Not including the reunion, but they're taping the reunion this week, actually. Oh, nice. they're taping, they will be in person, so that's good news. Um, they're quarantined for the reunion, so hey, by any means necessary, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And the reunion will be in New York City, which is always good. I'll, I'll I'll have to tell you my reunion story one day of when I went to the reunion. Um, but other than that, I think you told me. Oh yes. Well, maybe I'll tell the people. I'm not sure if I've ever shared it. On here. <laughs> but I don't think you've shared it. No, no. but you've definitely told me. Okay, but nonetheless, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you.